0: Hello all and welcome to the inaugural episode of Dear Me. I'm Brian Warner
1: and I'm Tammy Riley and we are so excited to be sharing this podcast with you all. A lot of blood, sweat and tears went into bringing this to you guys and we hope that you get as much out of it as we did putting it together for you.
0: So every episode we will be bringing you life hacks that will hopefully help you on your way to becoming one of those functioning adults that we all envy on Instagram. We decided to make this podcast because we noticed that a lot of people in our age group, particularly people of color, just weren't taught the things that we needed to know to be successful adults. So we wanted to bring you something that kind of just breaks it all down in a way we wish we could have gotten like growing up or in school or in college or just basically at some point when we were younger and still financially dependent.
1: Exactly. So I guess first things first, we can introduce ourselves. So, like I said before, I'm Tammy. I'm a PR marketing professional by day and an influencer by night. I'm 25 years old, soon to be 26, and I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. I completed my Bachelor of Arts in Journalism, a minor in Spanish, and a certificate in technical writing at the University of North Texas in Denton. I'm thinking about going back to school to get a master's in behavioral science, but school sounds like a lot right now, so (laughs) we'll see. I'm currently employed full-time with an insurance company However, I created my own brand, Youngfully Employed, which was formerly called Life After College, in 2015. I blog part-time on Medium, as well as my own website, youngfullyemployed.com, and I post blog-style videos on my YouTube channel. This year, I took the next big step, moving into an apartment with my current boyfriend of three years. No kids, no pets, but we have plans. I live and breathe by the law of attraction, and my favorite pastimes include dancing, playing musical instruments like piano and guitar, and binge watching crude cartoons like <laughs> Family Guy, Paradise PD, and my
0: personal favorite, Big Mouth. Oh my God, I love Big Mouth. So yeah, much. pretty awesome. Nick Kroll's <laughs> a genius. Insane. <laughs> nice. So I'm Brian I'm a vocal music teacher based in Houston, Texas. I am also 25 years old, also almost 26 years old. <laughs> I uh, went to college in New York City. Um, I went to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, where I studied musical theater. Um, About two years or so after I graduated from there, I got married to my husband, Taylor. While he was still in the Navy, we moved to San Diego, uh, where he was stationed, San Diego, California. From there, while I was still working that job I got in college, which was at Starbucks, I started going to school to get my sociology degree, which I'm still working on. I mean, not actively, but you know, like. Goodness. It's getting It's almost yeah. there, you know. <laughs> so, when he got out of the military, we just moved back to Texas, and I got really into politics basically around the same time that everybody else got really into politics around 2015. So, I worked on a couple of campaigns and did some community activism stuff like that, you know. Currently, I just have two daughters, both little bitty babies under two years old. So, that's pretty much it. it sums me up. All right, so let's
1: get started. Today's episode, we're gonna be talking about budgeting. One of the most important things I do now to keep my finances in order is budgeting monthly, sometimes even bi-weekly. It really helps me keep a handle on my bills, spending, and saving. Now, of course, you can always use Google to find more in-depth tips and put together a plan that works best for you. We got most of our information today from fool.com.
0: All right. So, creating a personalized budget is necessary for developing the right spending habits. Setting aside money for your savings and also ensuring that the money in your bank account goes where it needs to go. It's good to define goals for yourself before you start the process, since the reason you're budgeting may impact the choices you make during the process of budgeting. Um, there are a lot of reasons to start budgeting, but you got to find a reason that works best for you. So, let's discuss some of the few most common reasons that we start start that people start to budget. Uh, number one is finding a way to save more money yeah mm-hmm. we all need to find ways to save more money that's oh, yeah just the basic thing so I basically was never able to save money until nope. I told myself okay this is how much money <laughs> yeah you have to save or else you're gonna be broke <laughs> yeah
1: I honestly didn't even start saving till like four
0: years ago yeah. so after I graduated after college <laughs> definitely after so college hard. like. No, there was no oh way I was doing God. anything close to a budget in college. Yeah. I was just like, oh, budget, does that mean spend everything I can until my money's gone and then right. broke? Oh, cool, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been hard. Mm-hmm, but bless, bless us with a budget, oh Lord, and we shall save. <laughs> <laughs> so another reason that people start budgeting is reducing overspending in problem areas. Yeah. Like... Food is mine. Food is mine too. In, down, ice. Cream. Always food. I yeah,
1: I could do better with that.
0: Yeah, but I mean, we can all do better on eating out for sure. Yeah. It's just
1: so hard. It is. Like it's there and it's ready. It's
0: right, it's already yeah. there. Like it's already it's always ready. Ready for you? I don't have to make it ready. Yeah. It's already ready. Oh man. Ugh. That's another thing. Like when you get a budget and you see how much you have to spend on fast food, then it's like, all right, I don't have that much leeway here. Yeah, i
1: never had that much money to spend.
0: (laughs) Another reason that you would start budgeting would be to end fights in your relationship about money. If you're single, you don't have to really worry about getting anybody else on board. But if you do have a life partner, budgeting is absolutely a team project. It's important to sit down and have a, a budget specific conversation even if you still maintain your separate finances uh, just so your partner can understand why your spending habits might be changing and how they can support you so this you is know. a really good point you brought up yeah I'm
1: literally me and my boyfriend had to sit down yeah. and have a deep
0: conversation. Yeah, because if you don't, I mean, it's like one person is like, oh, let's go out all the time. You know, let's go on dates. And you're like, okay, I'm trying to save for like a car, though. Yeah, I can't really exactly, do this.
1: exactly. So, so yeah, you we don't. really had to sit down. Yeah. And, you know, we, I mean, we are, you know, married. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of different. You know, it's yeah. just a whole, yeah, it was a, it was a big conversation. So, you definitely definitely
0: start budgeting yeah and this even when you're married like it's a whole different conversation every time that you sit down with a budget because things can change you know month to month and it's like all right well this month we were saving for this but then you know throughout the month something else came up so now we're saving for another thing you got to sit down and adjust that
1: exactly
0: and you know as long as you're open and communicating with your partner that's like the main thing i don't think that you know Anybody will have an issue with what you're doing with your money mm-hmm. if they actually, you know, like a supportive partner. Right. They're not going to have an issue as long as you're communicating with them. Exactly. You know, you, we can't are just, wrong, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So making sure that you spend, uh, sorry, making sure that your spending reflects the goals and values that you have.
1: Definitely. Definitely
0: yeah so budgeting has helped with a lot of my short-term savings goals my sh- my long-term savings goals like we're saving for a house
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like we have the VA loan and everything like that but they still have closing fees you know things yeah. like that that you have to yeah. pay for so that's like three thousand dollars upwards that you gotta save for so gotta save for those types of things for
1: sure I think um our biggest thing coming up, well, for one, we have a lot of debt. That we're trying to pay off. Mm-hmm. So, um, we definitely have to budget for that. Also, yeah. upcoming vacation, Oh. we are budgeting for that. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of big things coming up. Fun things, but, you know, yeah. we we'll won't be
0: able to do them if we don't have a plan. Yeah, so. vacation budgeting is always so... Weird. It can be stressful. Yeah, because like I wanna have more money but it's not an immediate need. So it's like
1: stressing out until the day we
0: leave a vacation. Yeah. And it's like (laughs) this is gonna be fun. Like until you walk off of that plane, it's like stress, stress, stress. Yeah. Uh another reason a huge reason to start budgeting is to break that paycheck to paycheck cycle oh my god
1: wow
0: preach preach. <laughs> that is something that i mean i'm pretty sure everybody at one point has had to deal with this unless like their parents were rich or something like that like that paycheck to paycheck you gotta ooh, just not knowing where your next whatever's gonna come from or where your next bill is gonna get paid because you mm-hmm. already spent all of your paycheck money it's like oh my god
1: I feel like it's a curse that's passed is. from generation to generation. It is.
0: Because
1: it has been a struggle yeah. in my family. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's a uh, yeah, that's a good
0: point. I cannot wait to talk more about that. Yeah, it's so hard to break out of it too because because you get into a point where you don't have any extra money to do anything positive for your life. So, yeah. it's just like if you don't buckle down and like make sure that your money whatever you have in that one paycheck is being used effectively for you, Mm -hmm. you know, that cycle is basically impossible to break.
1: Like my mom said, you don't want to get to the point where you're just working to live.
0: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yep. Yep. Another one's going to be avoiding spending money that you don't have. I do this a lot. (laughs) Whoopsie. Live within your means. Budgeting will show you exactly what your means are, and that's why it helps you to stay within them. And trust them. Trust what it's showing you. (laughs) Yeah, once you do the math, don't be like, well, that doesn't seem right. I should have an extra $1,000 somewhere in there, right? No, you do not. No, you don't. You wrote it out. You did the math. Trust your calculator on your iPhone, because you know that's what you used. Exactly. (laughs) Last one, and the one you were just talking about, getting out of debt. Yes. Saving up your money to, to strategically use it to get out of debt.
1: Yes, we currently have a plan for that, which you know I'll get into more later. Yeah. But um, it's definitely been a life changer. Yes, like I will say, yeah. not having debt is the biggest stress relief. Once they all just all. start
0: falling off, it's just so like,
1: <sighs> like relieved. It is free amazing. freedom. Yes. Yeah. I literally feel free. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, I love it. I love it too. <laughs>
1: but it's not only important to create a budget, but making sure that the budget is realistic enough for you to stick to it is a huge part of successfully controlling your finances. Before you can create a realistic budget, you need to know where your current spending habits are. If your budget isn't realistic, you won't stick to it, of course. Obviously. The best way to know where your money currently goes is to track your spending for about a month, and there are a few ways to track spending. Enter your expenses into a spreadsheet, start a note on your phone, which I do a lot, or handwrite them into a notebook,
0: which I do a lot.
1: Whenever you make a purchase, write it down or enter it into a spreadsheet. This is the most hands-on approach but can be time consuming and you might forget to enter something if you don't do it immediately. So I would suggest using Google Sheets, Google Docs, or something like that where you can download it onto your phone and update it in real time. Yeah. My boyfriend struggles with doing this type of tedious work, so this is where I thrive. <laughs> Teamwork. Yes,
0: makes the dream work.
1: You can also take the old school approach and keep your receipts, but I wouldn't suggest that either. Save some trees and do it digitally. Yeah, that's easier. Apps such as Mint, Dollar Bird, and Pocket Guard make it easy to track spending by linking your credit cards and bank accounts. Link all accounts and ensure each purchase is labeled correctly to get an accurate assessment. Do you use any of
0: these apps, Brown? Oh uh, yeah, I do. I use Mint, but I kind of use it sparingly these days. So the, it's just, I'm I'm a weirdo. It kind of freaks me out. Yeah, I feel like the man is in my pocket. Yeah, my watch app, me. my app, like it, like Mint, it'll send you a a, a notification like. And you only got, like, this much money left in your bank account, you see what you're doing, right? And I'm like, okay, man, okay. All right, big brother, I right? see you. Like, all right? Oh, my god. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're that kind of person that really just doesn't want to do any work on your budget, and you just don't feel like doing it, and you want robots to do it all for you. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. 100% go with apps. Go with an app. True. I mean, because they do it all for you. I can hook up my car loan. I can hook up my like bank account. I can hook up like all of my automatic payments, my utilities, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It just automatically connects to my Mint and it keeps track of all of my spending. It keeps track of every my, all of my bills when they come out. It's so helpful, like, it just freaks me out.
1: Yeah, it is very efficient. So you yeah. don't have to think about it, yeah. I say. Just like, It does it automatically easy. and then yeah. I just
0: have to look at it at the end of the month, basically. and <laughs> Be like, oh, okay, well that's all my spending. Huh. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: I currently don't use any of these apps, but actually, um, there is one that me and my boyfriend were looking into not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Um, it's called Proactive. Oh, I never so, heard of that before. Yeah. Either. So, um, it's basically kind of the same. You know, yeah. you can kind of use it. You can actually connect two cards to it. Oh, that's cool. So, we can both be connected to the account, yeah. see where our spending is going. They have rules set up where if you pay with the card that's on the account, that you have to select exactly what category it's going to before mm. you pay, like it's, yeah, it's extensive. So yeah. I, I'm looking at it. I like it. We'll see. We'll oh, see, cool. you know, <laughs> but not just apps, but credit cards and bank statements can also help track spending, but you may not remember what every particular transaction was for. If you go to Walmart, for example, your statement isn't going to tell you what you went there to buy. Right. It's just going to say Walmart store $50. Yeah. (laughs) Also, not everything you buy is going to be clearly laid out on your statement. For example, gas station charges usually have weird names when they show up on your statement. And you may not remember what it was when you look back at it.
0: (laughs) That's so true. Still, if
1: you want to get started with your budget right away and not have to take the time to track your spending for a month first, Going back over a month or two of old statements will give you a general idea of what to use as a jumping off point.
0: True. That's so true. Yeah. So let's say you work hourly and your income changes every pay period. The most effective thing you can do is to handle your budget. uh, I'm sorry. The most effective thing you can do to handle your budget is to determine a salary for yourself. Uh, So this means that you're going to decide on an amount of money to base your budget around. And then when you make some extra money, you can just put it away to use for a month where your check is a little bit lower. Um, the monthly income you de- you decide for yourself could be based based off of like what your checks are on average, or if you want to have like a larger, uh, bigger savings or like a bigger cushion during those bad months, um, you can just base it off of what you would typically earn in one of those bad months. So you know yeah. if you say you normally make like you make on average five hundred dollars in a check but on the low side, you can make like 350. If you budget around that 350 and you get the 500, then you have all that to work with. Right, so, Oh, that's
1: always a blessing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have done that so many times Yeah, I budget for like 100, $150 mm-hmm. less. Man, and then we get that extra money. And
0: yeah. Go it's to town. Refreshing, so. that's what I do. That's, that's what, what I do right now because I, I work for myself, so I get money from like clients.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: don't, I don't really know how much I'm gonna get all the time I know a general idea so I just based it off of like the very least that I know I'm gonna get for sure for sure right you know and then when I get two extra clients that month and I get however much money I'm set.
1: <laughs> so you mentioned that you started budgeting after college pretty yeah. much when I did mm-hmm. what made you start
0: um the fact that I was always broke and I had two jobs, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I should be having more money that than is this. So real. Right? I was like, okay, I'm never home, and I don't, I'm always at work. I don't spend any of this money on anything else but food. This yeah. doesn't seem right. And I sat down and realized, oh, I'm really just spending all my money on food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, cool. That is funny. That's real, though.
0: Yeah, and then, like, my needs over the years have changed it. You know, now I know where my money is going, but now I need more of it to do things. Right. Yes. You know, things I want to do. I have to get stuff for my kids, so I got to, you know, spread the money out and stuff mm-hmm. like that.
1: hmm Yeah. I honestly... I think after college was when I realized how many bills I actually had. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah. I think I was just—I was in college one day working an internship, and then I graduated, and I was like, "Whoa, car! Whoa, car insurance! Yo, yep. rent! What was happening?" You followed you <laughs> yeah. too fast. Too I fast. Like, was so overwhelmed. <laughs> I, think, I think that's why I started. I, yeah, I think that's what happened.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I was
1: just, <laughs> just four years ago. Oh yeah. my god, that, that is seems
0: so crazy! I know, right? I been so trying. much has changed, though. We we are on the financial responsibility right? road. We're budgeting machine. yeah. Now. Look at yeah. us with all our information and knowledge on things and stuff. Things and things. So let's talk some specifics about how to start your budget. So the first thing you're going to do before you uh, start anything is you're going to want to identify what your goal is going to be with the budget. Most of the time, you're gonna be budgeting in order to achieve your long-term financial goals, like saving for retirement, uh, building an emergency fund, buying a house, buying a cash car, uh, paying off debt, like you were saying, saving Mm -hmm. for college, saving for vacation or another big ticket luxury item, anything Mm -hmm. like that. So you're gonna wanna set your goals uh, to align your budget around achieving them. First, decide how much you need to set aside to accomplish each goal. And when you're setting your budgeting goals, you got to be specific. Instead of just saying, "Oh, I want to save for a house," you got to go deeper than that. So, do you want to save for the down payment? How big of a down payment do you want? Is that going to change your mortgage? Uh, do you need to raise your credit in order to be approved for the loan? How much money do you need to raise your credit? Like, you got to think about all this kind of stuff. These little things make it as specific as possible. These little pools of money for the big picture thing that you're trying to save for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when you're going through and setting your goals, make sure you also include deadlines. When do you want to buy that house or purchase a new car or retire or send your kids to college? Mm -hmm. Set a target date and plan your budget accordingly so that you are saving the correct amount of money each month to reach that goal. Setting goals is the most crucial part of making a budget. If you don't use your budget to work towards your goals, all you're doing is moving your money around and you still have nothing to show in the end. So what would really be the point? (laughs) Once you reach one goal, make another one and redo your budget accordingly. If you aren't making your money work for you with your budget, you won't really have any motivation to stick to it. That's so true. (laughs) Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um... You know, I told you earlier about how I started a new budgeting plan with, you know, my boyfriend David. Yeah. And we made a plan up until August. Yeah. And of course we wanted to, like, make a plan for, like, a year. Yeah. And I'd be on top of everything. But right. we realized that things change, Yeah, our priorities are going to change, Yeah, and so yeah, we made a three month budget and then we just left it there, yeah. and in August we
0: convened, Yeah, for the exact uh, reason we do yeah. month by month because things change so much, Yes, I mean <laughs> things can change so much, especially in a situation where you have kids, they change yeah, clothes, I'm like true. if I gotta buy her a whole new wardrobe from one month to she another, like, <laughs> like you don't, you never really know what, what's going to happen, so you gotta you gotta switch stuff up sometimes and like our goals last year were just to get out of debt our goal this year is is building for a house you know we're building awesome. our financial situation up for a house so um yeah how did it feel when when you
1: reached a goal in your budget or like- oh my
0: goodness oh man it's so it feels really good yeah yeah because it's like oh my gosh like this actually worked like everything i just did all these months and months of only giving myself $50 a month for oh, food. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: I can yeah. only get 50 double cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Oh, How dare you? The struggle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so true. No, I felt the same way. I was I was very really shocked yeah. that this whole budgeting thing was real. Yeah, right. Because <laughs>
0: it just seems like I'm torturing myself. It really does. <laughs> That's really why, does. and if you don't have a goal to reach you're not going to stick to it because it does feel like, exactly. oh my God, why am I holding my own money from myself? Exactly. Oh my gosh, you just hit the nail on the Yeah. Head.
1: Like, literally. <laughs>
0: Seriously. So once you set your goal and got your timeline figured out, do the math and determine how much you need to save for each pay period. For example, if you want $100,000 for a house down payment in five years, you're going to need to save a little bit over $1,600 each month for that whole five-year period. Figure out what you need to be putting away first and then separate the rest of your money accordingly. It also helps you to start with your goals first because it's more encouraging to start with expenses that mean something to you as opposed to starting with bills and deciding what to save deciding to save whatever's left over.
1: Boring. Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> Who wants to pay bills? <laughs> so your budget should feel like an encouragement to you, not a punishment. To
1: start the process of putting your budget down onto paper, Start with breaking your spending habits into categories. You can be as specific or as general as you feel necessary. Let's say you want to categorize your eating money. You can have a category for groceries and a separate one for eating out or a general food line in your budget. Once you've got your categories laid out, decide how much money you want to designate to each one. Base your decision off of what you saw in your spending habits while you were tracking your spending before you started make cuts where you think you can but do so realistically okay mm-hmm. if you normally spend $500 on groceries a month don't budget only $100 mm-hmm. thinking you can just eat less or go on a juice cleanse <laughs> you're going to set yourself up for failure yeah. trust me <laughs> absolutely so what categories do you have in your budget
0: uh i have you know i have all my bills laid out all mm-hmm. of my subscriptions and stuff laid out mm-hmm. and then i have uh, like diaper supplies because, like, yeah. diapers and wipes that they whole their situation, all the creams, <laughs> so many creams. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I set aside groceries, I separate eating out from groceries. Um, what else? Wow, so I said I oh have gosh. to be, oh or else gosh. I'm just gonna be like, you know what? <laughs> this $45 at Taco Bell counts as groceries. <laughs> So, <laughs> we'll just call it. Yeah, we'll just call it groceries. Whatever. No, but, um, yeah, and then I have, like, a treat yourself, and then I have, like, a oh. contingency savings, like a little squirrel away savings. Mm. Yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Yeah, and I separate, like, I have my income section where I put all my income for the month, and mm-hmm. then, like, any extra income that we have, I put that in there, too, so... Wow. Yeah, I get real detailed. <laughs> I see. What about you?
1: Um, so I have all my bills laid out, and then I have a savings category, um, and then I have a debt cancellation category. Oh. That is the main – that's our big one. Yeah, that's your big one. Yeah, so uh, I have a debt cancellation category. Um, and then one thing I don't do that I could do better with is – the rest of the money that's left over i just split it up between gas food whatever things might pop up mm-hmm. but um my boyfriend he actually separates it mm-hmm. and i don't so i i need to be better with that uh, I, I do i do because <laughs> i can't keep track of What's what mean? i'm spending on gas yeah. versus what i'm buying for groceries yeah it just, yeah it gets a little murky
0: i can see that yeah so you're going to want to try to leave yourself some funds available for unexpected expenses. Unexpected expenses should be one of the categories in your budget with a set amount of money each month left available in case you go over in another spending category or you have a surprise bill show up or something. Anything will do, even if it's just like 5 extra dollars a month, 250, sorry, not $250, $2.50 per pay period. You know, even if it's just that little bit, it's something. And every month that you don't use it, just roll it over into the next month's budget. So for example, if you save $5 this month and you don't use it, you'll have $10 for the next month's budget. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you'll have a respectable surplus before you know it. So once everything else is laid out, go through and make sure that your spending matches your income. If you find that you're spending more than you have available, you're gonna to wanna to cut down on your spending until you increase your income. Keep adjusting the numbers until they work in your with your current income. Every dollar should be accounted for.
1: I love the idea you mentioned about budgeting for unexpected expenses mm-hmm. because I do not do that. <laughs> so I'm so glad you brought that up. That just goes to show you I have I have some more work to do. Oh, we, we all do, girl. Like that. That's a really really good point, point.
0: and it's been happening to me you know? Yeah, because like, stuff will pop up. Yeah. Like, like just a few weeks ago, somebody knocked my mirror off my car while I'm parked on the street, and uh, I'm just like, oh, well, I need like six expense. Great. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry about your mirror. Oh, uh-huh, you know, yeah.
1: Well. That. <laughs> but, no, it, it's such an important and underrated task, you know? Yeah, it is. Wh- which brings me to my next point. Avoiding budgeting mistakes is key to being financially successful when budgeting try to avoid these common mistakes number one guessing in numbers rather than using hard data you need to track your spending for 30 days before you decide to start your budget in order to know what a reasonable budget limit is for you mm. number two forgetting one-time expenses like holidays birthdays vacations or big purchases which is exactly what happened to me on Mother's Day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Not that I
0: forgot
1: about Mother's Day, but I forgot that I was going to be
0: spending yeah, money. Yeah, that you had to spend the money. <laughs> and you get there, and it's like, oh. I was like,
1: oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm paying. I should have
0: thought about that when I...
1: Yeah, so totally slipped my mind. Yeah. And that was like $200 dropped. Oh, my dollar. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Um... Yeah, do, do better at that. <laughs> um, no, but you have to remember to budget around these things or include them in your savings budget for the month when they're coming up. Mm-hmm. Number three, assuming your costs will be fixed and not variable. For example, assuming your electricity and gas bill will be the same through winter and summertime. Electric and gas are the most variable expenses that most people have each month. So, if you know that your bill moves around a lot more than most, leave some wiggle room in your budget for it to go up or down. Yeah. A huge point spending your entire paycheck on living expenses. Mm. If this is happening, look for places to cut back. Maybe sell or trade in your car with a $500 note versus a more reasonable $300 note. Yeah. Or just buy a cash car and cut out any monthly notes at all. Look for apartments with lower rent in developing neighborhoods. Just change your lifestyle so that you can make yourself some wiggle room for wealth building and future planning. Last point, neglecting to update your budget when things change will cause you to start to neglect your budget altogether. You should be going over your budget at least once a month to look for any changes you need to make for the upcoming month.
0: That's a good point.
1: Yeah, I definitely do that.
0: Yeah. You're also going to want to avoid setting unrealistic expectations. So if you make a budget that you can't possibly stick to, you're going to set yourself up for frustration and failure.
1: Yes, we. So the first time, me and my boyfriend tried to budget. Uh I guess I was being a little ambitious, Um, (laughs) and had we had no money for ourselves. Oh. Yeah, and it, it was like putting like. 500 in savings we know we didn't have that type of, you Come know yeah so it was like we have money in savings yeah. we had bills paid off but we were just like miserable at home yeah it was horrible you know so yeah you really do have to be realistic yeah when it comes to
0: that if like, you know for a fact that you're not going to stop going to talk about 30 days out of the 31 day month talk to you today That's what I'm saying, right? Like, not that I go to Taco Bell anymore because I'm a grown woman, okay? I eat real tacos. True, true. (laughs) Those real street tacos. Okay, right? (laughs) Give me a dollar truck taco any day. Any day, right? Literally any day. Right? But I need a large pocket in my budget for dollar street tacos, so I have to know that I can't be like, you know what? This month, I won't have a single taco and I will save all that money because that's never going to happen it's not going to happen, I know myself exactly, (laughs) don't torture yourself exactly Uh, try not to budget your money based on your gross income for example if you count up your hours, multiply them by your hourly pay rate that's not the number you're going to do your budget by because you're not going to take your taxes into account and trust me, the government is coming for their money each month (laughs) (laughs) you're not getting away from them Uh, You got to also consider any health insurance premiums that come out of your check automatically, 401k payments, etc. You know, just all that stuff that comes out of your check automatically. That's part of your gross pay. Uh, When when, when you're setting up your budget, you're going to find jobs for the dollars that you're actually bringing home every month. So look at your direct deposit amount in your bank account and look and see how much your actual income is based on the budget uh, and base your budget around that.
1: Now, just like there are things you can do to trip you up, there are things you can do to help you figure out how to live by your budget. Some people are disciplined enough to just do it, but there are also techniques that you can use to help you stick with your plan. Some of the best approaches include putting your bills, interest payments, savings, retirement account payments, and things like that on auto pay. When money moves where it needs to go before you get a chance to see it, you're less likely to spend it. Yeah.
0: So, Brian, do you use? Auto <laughs> no, man? I don't use auto. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just more robots in my. <laughs> no, I'm just, more of the man in my account. I honestly just don't trust myself. I, yeah, um, I, I get that. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to not spend too much money, and then. They take the auto payout, and then either it bounces back, and I get another fee, you know, just, or like yeah. they take it out, and I'll overdraft it, and that's another fee, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I need to just know where my money is going. I need to have my digital hands on my digital <laughs> money at all times.
1: It's so crazy, because I'm going to pay it. Yeah, I just,
0: I'm not going to not pay it. I just, I just I, I can't. I want to do
1: it. Yeah, I can't do that yet. I'm we're just not just, at that point. Maybe we're just control freaks. Maybe we are. I just I feel <laughs> weird. Just I'm not ready for that yet. No. Nah, I'm sorry. I'm not adult enough for auto pay.
0: Shout out <laughs> to all the adults out there, right? Who are doing auto pay?
1: Like y'all are real MVPs because <laughs> I can't. Not me. But another way that you can handle, you know, your budget and help you stick to it, the envelope system, mm-hmm. which is exactly what it sounds like. Pulling out all your income and cash and then physically putting that cash in an envelope for each spending category and labeling it. Spend only money from the proper envelope on all purchases in each category. When the money is gone, you're done spending it for the month. So what do you think about this?
0: (sighs) That's intense.
1: That's intense. That's
0: really intense. First of
1: all, my entire check and cash I can't even
0: pull out that much money. I have to like go back to the ATM (laughs) to get the rest of it and it's like, no thank you. I
1: just that's too much money to have in cash. In cash? Because if you lose it, it's done.
0: I mean, you're done. You're not getting it you back. You take your, your, your you know, envelope of all your grocery money for the month, and then... It just flies out the window one day. <laughs> what are you going to do you're just not going to eat for the rest of the month? Or your daughter grabs it and... Ah! It, an airplane, like. just, it just falls out of your purse in your office and I right mean, into the shredder. Yeah, that's terrifying. That's I scary. Think- I mean, I get it. If you need, like, a seriously intense way... Of splitting up your money or if you don't really make that much money like say for like kids college kids working minimum wage jobs or something right. like that might be better i can see that this would be helpful but if you're like making actual money out yeah know. i make a salary so yeah it's not gonna help i'm <laughs> <laughs> not gonna put my six-figure salary in <laughs> can you imagine Get 4k here 3K. Okay. i wish i made some i know stuff. right oh, um
1: that's so funny, but yeah, I, that's not for me. Not
0: for me. But it's for someone out there. I mean, so, I get it. You know, I mean. If you don't trust the banks.
1: I do have friends like that. Yeah. Who don't trust the banks. Like, yeah. I mean. So this would be perfect for them. <laughs> I do take some cash out.
0: Just to like have spending money on me, but yeah. I don't know if that counts. I, it's the same. It's not. I pretty much never have cash. I, I don't know. If I have cash, it's for a nefarious reason. <laughs> like there's no reason there is no reason why I would have cash I, yeah. call the police if I <laughs> If you seen with cash to cry for help
1: <laughs> for me I, I just I feel like if I have some cash on me for one I usually forget about it so then when I'm running low I just look at my wallet and I'm like oh my god I have $20 cash it's amazing yeah so But that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, the envelopes. Yes. You know, yeah, (laughs) sorry, sorry not sorry. (laughs) Um, But continue to use your budgeting apps to keep track of your spending changes from month to month in order to help you adapt your budgeting as time goes on. You can also use this to keep you accountable for sticking to your budget by keeping a close eye on your spending. Your life will change over time So, changes will always need to be made. Mm -hmm. Once you've got a good baseline budget, however, making tweaks
0: is easy. That's so true. Yeah,
1: so I'm sure you've made a lot of changes with your
0: Mint app and changed goals
1: and stuff. It was pretty easy, huh?
0: Yeah, well, I don't use the Mint app anymore, but Mm. yeah. in my budget, I just just go back and look over, you know, previous months and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so that I can see Okay, this is where my money went, and this is where it actually went. This is where I wanted it to go. Let's mm, adjust gotcha. accordingly. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
1: smart because if maybe you spend more money on groceries yeah. or something than yeah. you thought you would, yeah. you be like, okay, why am I spending more money?
0: Yeah. Like, is it for a good reason? Yeah. Or did, I, did I just spend too much money? Was I just stressed? Yeah. Like, like going to happen again this time. Is much? it stress eating or is it real eating? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's. Smart. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So we surveyed a group of people ranging in age from 20 to 60 years old. And we asked them um, about what budgeting advice they would have given themselves if they could go back in time. Now, of course, none of these suggestions are going to work for everybody, but they worked for each of the people that gave the suggestions. So some of them are going to contradict each other, but take them for what they are. They're just suggestions, mm-hmm. just people suggesting ways to make your financial situation work better for you. So here's some of the best answers we got. First one. Food and saving money on eating was the number one answer we received. Of course. Stop eating out so often and reallocate that money back into the budget for groceries. Okay, okay. I'm talking to myself. (laughs) I'm just yelling at myself right now. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, Most people buy groceries like once a month when they get their paycheck. And then by the time they get to the end of the month... All their fresh food is gone or it's expired Mm -hmm. and then they're forced to choose between eating out or like eating preserved foods like ramen and like canned food and stuff like that. Yeah, so instead budget a trip to the grocery store like once or twice a week just to buy the things for the meals you'd like to cook for that week. So shopping that often is going to in turn allow you to save more money during the month for food. And then you get more food out of that money because you won't waste so much, you know, having to buy it at the beginning of the month and having to eat on it throughout the whole month. Yep. So you're not going to uh, you're going to get more food out of that money. Leftovers for lunch can be a huge money saver. Yes. Mm-hmm. Most Americans spend their money on eating out for lunch during the work day. If you take the time to pack yourself a lunch, you've already uh, after you've already finished cooking your meal the night before, it can actually literally save you hundreds of dollars a month.
1: Yep. Yeah. I can definitely attest to this yeah. because we made the change earlier mm-hmm. in 2019. Oh, yeah. That we were going to try to stop eating out as much mm-hmm. and just cooking, taking our leftovers for lunch, and I can't even begin to tell you how much money Oh, yeah. Like. I mean, like, literally, like, no lie, we're actually supposed to go to the movies after this podcast episode, mm-hmm. and we're going to cook dinner before we go. Yeah! <laughs> Yeah. Just to save money. Like yeah. it's that serious now. Like once you start it, you can't stop. It's addicting to save that much money.
0: It is. Yeah. It is. I did that the same cause I mean you're going you're going to spend your money on lunch and you're spending like ten dollars a day. Yeah. On your lunch. And water it's burger like...
1: especially, because I love some water burger. Exactly. And it's like nine
0: dollars for a thirteen combo. Number thirteen, exactly with a Fanta Even when you think like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to this fast food restaurant, save a little money, whatever." No, you're still gonna spend at least ten dollars no. on your lunch. You're gonna spend at least and so at least five days a week, exactly dollars,
1: hundred dollars in two weeks. I could do so much with that.
0: Yeah, you can save so much money.
1: Have you started, or have you done this, or yeah? You,
0: well, to. yeah, I do it. <laughs> I do it often now because I'm like. All over the place. Either I will, like, come home in between lessons and eat lunch. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I'll take something with me on the road. Okay. Or to the school. Yeah. So, I do it a lot. It's just eating out is still... The Lord's still working on (laughs) it. The Lord's still working. You are not
1: alone. (laughs) So, next is to schedule your bills, even if you don't have auto pay. If you're one of those people that doesn't do auto pay and you want to be hands-on with your bill pay, make sure you go to each bill collector and tell them what day of the month you would like your bill to be due. If they won't allow you to schedule your own day, most do, but some people don't, Mm -hmm. find out what day they want you to pay and either use their date as your scheduled pay-by-date or pay early based on your own schedule. For example, if they want you to pay your cell phone bill by the 13th of each month, but you don't get paid until the 15th of each month, Factor it into your budget to pay your cell phone bill on the first of each month with your first group of bills of the month. If that means you have to move a bill that you normally pay on your first to a later payday in order to balance your budget, then do that. Yeah. Definitely I've yeah. done that. Yeah, I've done that. Um, too. Myself actually my cell phone bill, same thing in the example. Mm-hmm. Uh they moved the payday up from it was like the seventh or something to the thirty first. Oh. Like of the previous month. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. But one month I had to just bite the bullet and double pay uh, in order to yeah. get my schedule yeah, back on track. Exactly. Yeah. So I wouldn't be paying late yeah. time. You know? I did
0: that with my internet bill because they charged me at like the weirdest time of the month. They were like, Oh, your bill's gonna be due on the twenty fourth of the month. It's like I get paid on the first and the fifteenth. Yeah, that's that is that's not weird. anywhere yeah. near the first or the fifteenth. <laughs> so I had to end up paying it. I have to pay it early on the first of ah, every month because I it's see. just like I see. it gets so hard to pay it at yeah. the end of the month like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, life happens. Yeah, I mean,
0: exactly you know, for everyone. Exactly. So number three, you're gonna make sure that your bill money is the first thing out of your account on payday. And then split up the rest of your money evenly between your expense account and your savings account once you have a handle on how much money you're spending per month on bills act like the money doesn't exist Mm. make sure it's the first thing out of your account when your direct deposit hits use the remainder of that money to save and to spend on your other expenses for the rest of the month Mm. yeah that's smart i used to do that um I i don't i don't do that anymore i mm. do my savings first oh yeah i pull my savings out first which is something we talk about later oh but okay. I, yeah that's matter. Okay. this is this is i mean it's smart yeah it makes yeah.
1: sense i mean just make sure you have something important coming out of your check first yeah
0: exactly. don't let it be talked about yeah it's like <laughs> oh shoot i got paid time to go to bacon lobster
1: express which i'm actually very guilty of because you know i get paid on fridays yeah so that Friday, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good. Yeah, have to go. so I'll just go eat out on Friday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do it every time. It's okay. Literally do it every time. I'm we do it every ready. time. My husband gets his check on the first. Mm-hmm. Without okay, So I'm not. No, okay. not at all. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. We I'm just excited. did it. We just bought crawfish. <laughs> <laughs> was it good?
1: Oh. Girl,
0: I thought, girl, you are so, so good. good. It's a lot. It was good. It was great.
1: <laughs> Up next. Your partner is bad with money and makes a lot of little purchases with your joint account. Get them their own account for a while and split your money into that account as well. Even if you just use a square cash account and a cash card, it's so easy to exchange digital money these days. Mm -hmm. Split the leisure money in your budget evenly between your own account and the account you open for your partner and let them spend their portion of the money how they choose once they are out of money in their own account that's just it until the next pay period arrives this will help them see how important financial responsibility and literacy is and how much the purchases they are making are hurting your financial stability and budgeting skills each month eventually they will get the point and you may be able to recombine the finances or just keep the separate account thing going and let them do their own budgeting and saving for their personal account yeah Ooh, yeah' that's a so,
0: little juicy. That's some tea, some shade.
1: <laughs> okay, but I I agree
0: though. I agree. No, I think this is cool. I mean, if 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 your partner has an issue, and if, if they're just like, okay, well, obviously I want to budget, but I don't really care that much about like spending money here and there. If I yeah. want to like buy, if I want to eat out, I'm gonna eat out. It's like okay, but like are trying to do something. Yeah, like, it can get really annoying. Yeah. So like like the girl that that suggested this to me, like mm-hmm. she she was telling me that Oh yeah, her husband used to like spend, you know, on little things and go out and buy stuff for him and like wouldn't wouldn't even think twice about it. She's like, Okay, but we need to like pay for things. You could at least bought stuff back for her too. Yeah, right. Like at least <laughs> if you're gonna splurge splurge for me. Too. Right? Like come slurk on. Now. Are cool. It's not cool.
1: But yeah, that that could be frustrating. Yeah, it's
0: frustrating. So she was just like, Yeah, you let's split up this leisure money, you do with it what you wanna do with it. I'm gonna spend mine the way that I had laid out very detailed right. in my budget. Right. And then he gets a lot of money and he's like, Oh well, I'm out of money. And so it like actually helped him realize like, okay, yeah, these little bitty expenses really do add up. Yeah, they do. Mhm. And they can really they can really cause a lot of like fights. and stuff like that so just doing this it can eliminate so much stress in your relationship Wow! I mean you don't have to be like you know you don't have to be whatever about it you don't have to be condescending like you don't know how to spend your money so you need your own account just be like hey you know this would probably be a better way for us to do this since we have different priorities with our money let's just do it this way Oh, that's so mature right maturity adults grown ups (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so once your bills are paid only, uh, only use the cash that you get out of the ATM for the remainder of your monthly purchases cash is a difficult medium to deal in these days because debit and credit cards just make everything so easy to spend mm-hmm. Exactly. so having to go to an ATM every time you make a purchase is going to in turn cause you to make less unnecessary purchases each month because who wants to go to an ATM? Money. nobody If you don't trust yourself not to use your debit card, ask your bank to just issue you an ATM card and put your debit card somewhere safe in your home where you can forget about it. Mm -hmm. If you don't carry your debit card with you and you only have the card that requires you to go to the ATM, you force yourself to use this cash-only method.
1: So I don't do this with my regular checking account, Mm -hmm. but I do this with my savings account. I do not have a card Mm -hmm. connected to my savings account. I have to physically go... To the place to get any money out
0: yeah
1: which is a burden but for a good reason
0: yeah i use cash up for my for my savings so mm-hmm. i have a cash card mm-hmm. but i totally you're probably more disciplined than me i understand this just because i can't see my card i put it somewhere where i can't really see it mm. and i kind of do forget about it but i still like when i need money i'm kind of like mm. <laughs> i know that's there for me, I'm
1: like, is it important enough for me to drive all the way to North Houston
0: to, to get, get it happen? out, right?
1: <laughs> Do I feel like making the trip? No, it's fine. No, I'm just tired. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pretty awesome tip here. Make a separate bank account for your automatic payments. Once you become familiar with how much money you are spending on bills and you want to choose to make the bill payments automatic, so that you aren't tempted to spend the money on other things, make a separate account that you will use for your auto pay bills. That way you will only have to see that money for the few hours before you move it into your second account. It's also a greater motivation to pay your bills on time because if you don't move the money into the other account and they try to take it out, you can receive overdraft fees or late fees or bounced oh, payment yep. fees from your mm-hmm. bank. And nobody wants that. No. okay, You want the money in the right place. Yeah. If you do the auto pay from your expense account, you have a cushion left over from the other money you budgeted for other things that will keep you from accruing fees. So, I do kind of do this. Um, my subscriptions, Netflix, Amazon, you know, Google, whatever, you name it. Yeah. Um, I have them all set on auto pay, mostly because you kind of have to. Yeah. I don't think there's any other option. I don't think so. Yeah. So, anyway, I have it set on auto pay, and they all come off of my cash card. So I have it set like that where I can just move the money over and be done with it. I yeah. don't have to see it on my debit card anymore. It's done.
0: That's right. So, yeah, I like that. I like that too. I don't. I don't do that, but I should. But I don't really have that much stuff on autopay like we talk about. So oh, yeah. just the subscriptions, and I don't really care about those. Those are just like fourteen dollars yeah. coming out every now and then.
1: See, I used to not until they came and swipe me one day. I had fourteen dollars. Oh no. What? <laughs> And I was
0: like, okay,
1: I'm
0: going to get some gas, and I'm yes. going to get some bread from the yeah. store, and we're going to be good for the week. No. Boom.
1: Netflix came through and I was done. So That's
0: happened to me before, actually, yeah. so I should probably care more. Yeah. <laughs> it was that. So, yeah. so I started doing that. Oh God. dang it, you <laughs> right? like stole from me. Mm-hmm. Well, let me go watch Netflix and Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alright, so moving on. Squirrel saving can make for a healthy rainy day fund. Taking just a little bit of money every month or every couple of weeks and putting it into a savings account will help you build up a good small savings for small emergencies. Just $10 here, $25 there will eventually add up, and when there's an emergency, any amount of money can help. Most people in America can have their entire financial plan completely ruined by just a $400 emergency, so... Having $100, $200 sitting in a small savings fund somewhere can be extremely helpful.
1: I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Um, Just had an emergency, like my car. Yeah. Yes, my car, just everything just started breaking down all at once. I don't know why, but it did. And, you know, it almost broke me. Like, I was just not prepared to pay all of that. So I had to end up taking out a loan for the repairs, which is you know, it just made matters worse. Yeah. So I could have just paid more money down. And it just,
0: you know... it I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if you think, like, if you have to pay $500 deductible on something for insurance, mm-hmm. and if you have $100, $200 saved away, that's 100 hundred and two hundred $200 you didn't have before. Yeah. <laughs> so Very now true. you only have to pay $300 deductible. And
1: that helps. Yeah, it
0: does. Because that makes things so much more doable.
1: One thing I also used to do back when I was really, like, a budgeting guru, uh-huh. you know, was um, whatever money I had left over by the time I got paid again, mm-hmm. I would throw that into my savings. Oh, yeah. So it would be, I don't know, $40 or something, <laughs> nothing big. But if I didn't touch it and it was still sitting there, i just throw it in the savings, and then I got paid again and yeah. just start over. I you know? never did
0: that. But that sounds really <laughs> responsible. <laughs> And I'm so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so the next tip we got was to buy a gas card. Using a gas card can help you with budgeting your transportation money each month. You will know at the beginning of the month how much you must spend on gas, and you will plan your trips throughout the month accordingly unnecessary driving and even trips to eat out at restaurants will be cut down dramatically and you'll end up saving so much money each month make sure that you include any special road trips you have planned that month into your gas car budget so that you have enough for any special events you might plan uh-huh i think that's a wonderful tip yeah and i definitely do
0: gas card. gas car right. man you got to and then like right. you can save money I think, like, the shell cards, you save, like, 20 cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that why wouldn't burning. you? Because that, yeah, that takes like your, to. your like, say, your your bill down, like, a lot. Yeah. It I goes from two that. fifty a gallon to two yeah. thirty a gallon. That's a whole. That's a
1: difference. We live in Texas, by the <laughs> way. Oh, yeah,
0: we live so in that's, Texas. That's a good price for us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the gas is $2.50. <laughs> yes. What? This, this is normal right? yeah but I never even thought to use a gas card until somebody suggested this to me and then I started like looking up all the benefits and mm-hmm. I was like huh I really need to like do this yeah I'm, I'm doing that yeah period mm-hmm. that's definitely happening alright another one we got do not borrow money from your future self oops yeah <laughs> if you start what? dipping into money that you don't have you're gonna quickly acquire debt uh, particularly when it comes to using a credit card So if your money is budgeted to where you want to buy something, oh sorry, if your money is budgeted but you want to buy something that's not in your budget, consider yourself unable to buy that thing. You can quickly get behind in bills and credit card payments by spending money based on what you think you're going to have next month. Instead of spending money based on expecting to get it back the next month, save the money you do have this month and then combine it with the money you get next month and then make the purchase the following month. You're going to be deprived of the thing you want for another 31 days at the most, but you're going to survive.
1: This has gotten me into so much trouble, I don't even know if I should even talk about it on the spot. I know. (laughs) Seriously, same. Like, I have done
0: this to myself
1: Yeah, badly. I I learned the hard way Mm I did, and so now... We still do it from time to time. I'm not gonna lie, we still do it from time <laughs> I But get. we try not to do it as much yeah. anymore. Because that's dangerous. Very It is. It is.
0: It can really screw you over. Yes. And you know, I'm kinda not in the mood to be screwed over. Yeah, yeah, not. I'm kind of over it. <laughs> <laughs> kind over of over it. it. You know? <laughs>
1: um so yeah, kind of piggybacking off of what you were talking about, pay mm-hmm. yourself first instead. This phrase is used to describe putting your savings first. Mm -hmm. Some people allocate their money to paying everyone else like bills, grocery store, mall, and then saving what is left over. This method encourages you to decide in your budget how much money you can reasonably save per month and to let that be the first thing to come out of your account when your direct deposit hits. Putting your savings first can allow you to save more and to consider your savings as an important and necessary part of your monthly income even if it's only $20 a month that you have budgeted to save, any amount of savings is still money you didn't have saved
0: before. Exactly. So I remember you said you do this. Yeah, I do. And it's actually been so helpful because when you're actually trying to save for something that you really Mm -hmm. don't, like, you have to save for, like, you can't just just spend it with one paycheck, you have to save your money up for it. It, It's very encouraging Mm because it's like, okay, so... I know that I have this much, you have to put it as a priority. Like, yeah. okay, I'm saving for this house. This is my priority right now. Everything else comes next. If yeah. I don't have enough money to pay all of these bills, one of those bills has to go because my savings Ooh, is what's important. So powerful. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that is so powerful. Like I gotta cut out something. You yeah, know, we're that. actually
1: thinking about cutting off our
0: cable because I mean, who has cable? Who anymore? has cable? Cut we it did. off. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> I know. Doing Rec TV now for like half the price. Yeah, do that's what we were talking support. about. Or
1: like Sling TV or something. Yes, but girl. Just, I mean,
0: you know We're not look, they're not paying us, so we're not advertising for them, but cable's wangity whack, okay? <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> we don't watch it. No, no we don't. No. So we might as
1: well. So yeah. yeah kind exactly. of like you, just getting rid of those things and cutting kind back. Of
0: yeah. So you're gonna want to keep records of your budgeting from previous months. This is going to help you when you need to look back at your finances at the end of the year and reassess. Or when you need some information about how you divvied up your money during the financial pinch in past months. Mm. Yeah, so it's just a good way to keep, it's just good to keep records of your spending habits in order to track your improvement in the future or pass down any financial information to your children. You can keep a notebook of handwritten notes or use a spreadsheet program to log your information digitally. Using Google Sheets can be really useful if you have a financial partner because both of you can go in and make changes and updates to the document in real time from wherever you are. So, for example, if you guys have like a dedicated log to how much you spend on eating out, you can update that document throughout the day, Um, you know, during your respective lunch breaks or other meals that you have throughout the day. Uh, And you don't even have to remember anything to log later or, like, text each other, hey, don't forget I spent this much money in Starbucks. You don't have to do anything like that. You can just do it automatically through the app. Uh, This is also a helpful way of keeping track of bills that creep up. So sometimes service providers will add little fees here and there without telling you. But if you keep your records of what you pay every month, you can better track how much they're charging you and see if it's fair. This
1: makes me realize how behind I am in adulting because... (laughs)
0: No, I don't have any
1: past record. I don't know what I was doing last year. the first thing. <laughs> Second is I like the point that was brought up about, you know, how some people try to add in little fees yeah. and you don't know about it. Oh my gosh, like that is genius. I and we've had that issue where like my boyfriend yeah. was like, no, I had yeah. twenty dollars left in this. Somebody took that twenty dollars.
0: Like exactly. Oh my god, that's that so fee come genius. From
1: what are
0: we doing? It's, I know, right? I
1: mean, do you have, like, do you look at your Yes!
0: Record? Oh my god, yes. That's ahead. what I, that's, that right there is what made me cut off my cable, because my cable bill mm-hmm. crept up from like $175 a month to like $240 a month, Holy. just in fees. And I was like, Holy. no, y'all are crazy. This is ridiculous. Yeah, mom, insane. That's nuts. Yeah. And I'm just oh like, good. uh-uh, y'all are, you so, trying to get over on me.
1: So really looking back, like, Helps you, thrive. yeah, it really does. Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: what am exactly.
1: I doing? <laughs> okay, see, I'm learning. Y'all are learning. We're all learning. We're all learning. This is great.
0: <laughs> I'm feeling good. I love it. All right, well, that's all we have for you today. I hope you guys got a lot of useful information out of it. If it was a lot to take in at once, don't worry about it. You can always just go back through any of our future episodes, section by section, just as you go through the process of putting your budget together.
1: These episodes will come to you twice a month, hopefully, if everything goes as planned. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get into our next episode. We have so much coming for you guys, and I think it will all be information that you'll find really useful. Mm-hmm. Thank you all again for giving us a shot, and we'll make sure we let you know when our next episode comes out. You can follow us on social media at Dear Me Podcast. You can also follow our personal account. Follow me on Instagram at YoungfullyEmployed and on Twitter at TammyR33. Brian, where can
0: you be followed? Um, you guys can follow me at Brian Warner on Instagram and Twitter. B-R-I-O-N-N-W-A-R-N-E-R, no spaces or anything like that. Um, you can send us any questions you have about today's episode. And if you have any suggestions for any future episodes or any constructive criticism, please don't hesitate to send us a message. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to giving you more useful content in the future. Until next time, I'm Brian. And I'm Tammy. We'll catch you
1: next time. Thanks for listening, guys.